Welcome one and all to Devil Horns. This is the third episode and we are doing a thematic show. Today we are talking about something that uh, I think is fairly unique to the metal discussion. Of course, uh, I have two dear friends as my co-hosts on here. First of all, Mr. Mike Zombie. Mike, thank you for joining us again this week. Sir, thanks for having me. Always good to be here with you and Nick. It is always good to speak with you, and uh, I hope all is well with you. And um, man, th- this is going to be an interesting, interesting show. So, are you ready mm-hmm. to rock, man? Absolutely. Same here. Same here. And New Jersey Nick, <laughs> L- Lord willing, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> Lord, for Christ's sake, we're gonna we're gonna rock this. New Jersey Nick, man, good how evening. you doing? Good evening. I'm doing all right. All right. Uh, Ready to talk about the weirdest subgenre that I uh, have had to sit and listen to for in quite some time. <laughs> well, I hope you're feeling, um, you know, more uplifted, uh, a little more spiritual, closer to God uh, through all this. You know. I don't know about that. Oh well. Uh, well, of course, this week's theme is Christian metal, and uh, just to lay it out there for everyone, this was an, this is my idea uh, because we are discussing uh, upcoming themes for shows. And, of course, I have this whole list of brainstorming crazy things that uh, I, I just love to discuss with people. And uh, this was one of the first ones that came up as I threw it out there to you guys. And you're like, wow, that would actually be a really interesting discussion. So um, this is Christian metal. And uh, It wow. started with a laugh. We were like, ha, ha. That's brilliant, Corey. <laughs> yeah, we really should do that. Let's not gloss over that. We're like, ha, ha. Yeah. That's actually a phenomenal idea, Corey. That's important, actually. Um, so just to go around uh, to each of us, as far as our background uh, religiously, where are we coming up with, uh, where are we coming from, uh, just uh, as sort of a disclosure thing. Like Nick, uh, you said before the show, it'd be a great idea if we all just went around and gave our backgrounds religiously mm-hmm. and sort of what we believe. Not that we're going to turn this show into a religious debate and all these, these lyrics, this and that. But, uh, you know, we just need the listeners to know who we are and, and sort of where we're coming from looking at these uh, songs. So, Nick, just to start with you, uh, what's your what's your story? I was raised without religion. I was told you could pick your religion if you want one. And I never did. Um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, my feelings towards Christianity in general is based on the fact that I was told I was going to hell for a very long time by most people who identified themselves as Christians. So naturally hearing about Christian metal makes me immediately averse to it, you know, but hearing it, I, I'm actually surprised at how much, how many of these bands are just normal bands. It's not like Christian rock where it's like that really fruity stuff, you know, where like <laughs> they had a South Park episode about it like 12 years ago. Uh, where where like every band that was a Christian band was very uh, oh everybody's wearing white and they're all on the beach and hanging out and you know <laughs> and it's not like that in metal in metal it's like they're really just part of the same team again. Hmm. Now uh, do you have a have you listened to any Christian bands any Christian metal bands before this? 
Um, not or... not like intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, of course, I was aware of like Norma Jean, and I found out about a year ago that like Devil Wears Prada identify themselves as. Uh, you, you know, a Christian band, like, and, and that I found that just when I was looking them up on Wikipedia one day, and I was like, really? Because it doesn't seem like it. And then you know, you see like As I Lay Dying identifies themselves as a Christian band, and it kind of surprises me. But you know, the more um, overtly Christian bands like P.O.D. and uh, uh, well, Striper, Stripper, however you say them, <laughs> um, I would I gave myself no reason to really listen to them. They gave me no reason to listen oh, yeah. to them, I guess I should say. So that's where I'm coming from with my perspective towards this. Awesome. Mike Zombie, what about you? Uh, well, let's see. I, my family was not religious, at least not my immediate family. Uh, probably the vast majority outside of that, like cousins and aunts and uncles, are Catholic. Um, I attended church when I was young because the neighbors did, and they took me along, and I, I wanted to go. I mean, I had a great time. I was baptized when I was 12. And not too long after that, kind of came into that political awareness and life awareness and started looking around and um, started to investigate more of those questions that could never be answered, the ones I wasn't even supposed to ask, the tough questions. And to be honest now, as an adult, um, I'm probably more in line as a scientific pantheist, but to the layman, to people that don't know what it's all about, I'm much easier classified uh, as an atheist. Hmm. Not an angry one. Um, I have some of my best friends are born-again Christians, and while we have a completely opposite view of life and its meaning and its origin and, and intent and everything, um, they will probably tell you that I am absolutely supportive of everything they do. Because in all honesty, I, religion is not for me. I believe, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I'm not going to get on into, into all of that, but uh, I think whatever you need to get you through the day is important for you, and I wouldn't mock any of it, personally. It's just not for me. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, and grew up liking. Uh, well, yeah. When I was that, when I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'll make this brief. <laughs> the first, the first record I ever shoplifted from the New Park Mall was striper to hell with the devil yes. it's true uh and I actually i walked into the record store and i stuffed the record in my pants and i was you know trying to be cool i walked around and, and window shopped a little more and on the way out um the cashier was like hey and i'm like what and he's like is that a record in your pants and i'm like is it big <laughs> yeah record i don't know i'm 12 i'm still growing and he high-fived me, and I walked out like a champ. No, but seriously, I did really <laughs> rip it off. And uh, so kind of fitting that the first thing I ever shoplifted was a Christian uh, LP. That's wow. true. <laughs> great <laughs> album, though. Oz Fox is a fucking great guitarist. I don't oh. care what anyone says. Oh. Anyway. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, thank you guys for that. Uh, as far as I go, I, I feel like I, I, I'm sort of the guy with a, a at least some sort of mock halo around my head because uh, I've been brought up with the most uh, Christian influence uh man huge huge thing and I, i've talked about this before how i was very sheltered in my childhood my parents didn't want me to listen to a lot of metal i went to church my entire life every sunday no matter what we went to church um and uh, it was it, it was very strict we weren't like amish we weren't like puritan but i mean it was it was a baptist upbringing and so there are a lot of things in the mainstream that were frowned upon you know you don't listen to heavy metal and so many of these movies are bad and tv is just bad and things like that 
Um, but of course, that did nothing but just pique my curiosity and make me want to get at these things more and more. Um, so I really, really wanted to listen to metal when I grew up because my friends were listening to it and the stuff that they were playing me was so cool. But my parents would not let me go out and buy this stuff. So what was available to me? Well, Christian music. And uh, they had no problem with me listening to something as long as it was labeled Christian. Um, so that's uh, I went and picked up so much of this uh, stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight um, just to sort of fill this this uh, interest and curiosity about uh, really heavy music um so yeah and uh as far as me growing up man um i believe in there is some sort of um some sort of divine thing out there um there is god out there and um i don't know i, I just can't be an atheist and i don't know I've, I've tried to be an atheist and i just can't do it um so i i do believe there's something out there and uh, i i believe in uh, some sort of intelligent design um but i am nowhere near <laughs> the uh, the sort of strict uh, sort of insane upbringing and i think a lot of it just had to do with a lot of 80s paranoia you know the, the, all, all kinds of weird weird stuff that was going on in the 80s um, pmrc yeah yeah so you know that's that's where i am i'm i'm definitely uh, more towards a uh, a a faith sort of worldview um, that, uh, I'm definitely not atheist. I, I just don't, uh, I don't know. And if you're an atheist, I totally understand. I mean, that's, that's, to I, I get it. I really do. But, uh, just from, uh, my experiences and where I've come from and just, I've given this so much thought, it, it's just, uh, you know, there's, there's a God out there, I think. And, um, that's, uh, that's where I am. So that's, uh, sort of how I'm going to be going about things and, and not necessarily judging this music, uh, in that, in that way but uh you know that's that's where i come from so you know nothing wrong with that sir hey well nothing wrong with that there you go there you go opening music for devil horns is taken from the song killdozer by strychnia from their ep reanimated monstrosity find strychnia at facebook.com forward slash strychnia and we want people to know that satan does not belong in rock and roll or in people's hearts he belongs in hell and we think that's a very bold statement to make, you know, to hell with the devil. That's the way we feel. We'd like to see the devil in hell. Let's get into this right now, fellas. Um, I've put together a, a one-minute sort of Christian metal montage, and these are this represents four bands that I think have been uh, the most influential in uh, in the Christian metal genre. Um, and this, uh, a lot of these uh, go through about the mid to the late 80s, maybe a little bit into the 90s, I can't remember exactly. But uh, we're going to be hearing some Striper, some Vengeance Rising, some Deliverance, and Tourniquet. So uh, if you guys are ready, let's rock this.
There we are. There we are. That's Christian Metal, I think, uh, like I said, in uh, the most influential and uh, sort of heavy-hitting period in time when uh, this music really did uh, cause a lot of ripples, <laughs> I think, in the music industry. So, guys, um, let's start uh, with how this all began, I guess. Uh, you know, I think one of the most influential bands, let, let's just get into it, that uh, really broke the Christian sort of genre into the mainstream was Striper. And we've all listened to Striper. Um, and I know, I know, Mike, you've listened to Striper a lot. Uh, sort sure. of, they were the glam metal band, the, the hair metal band uh, of Christian music. And they went double platinum, dude. They did. They did. Yellow and Black <laughs> Attack didn't yes. play around. They really oh, didn't. Man. They had, they, their timing was great. Uh, their music, I mean, comparative to what was coming out at the time for glam their their music was right there and even above uh, uh some of their contemporaries and they got respect uh from even heavier bands like anthrax i mean they were like ah, oh, you know we, we're not with them but they can play you know uh, and um i don't know it, everything all the stars lined up for striper maybe it was divine intervention mm. because they were huge i mean and they and they they were a show i mean they played they rocked they had they now they had people in the audience, uh, the employees, because they threw Bibles to the crowd, and they made sure that none of the Bibles hit the ground. Um, oh, wow. They took it, it. I shouldn't say took it. Still take it seriously. I just. Uh, I just got their uh, greatest hits, but all redone. Man, the way is like five times better than it was way back then. The Sweet Brothers know what they're doing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, and Nick, just uh, you. have of course, heard of Striper, you know about Striper, and now yeah. for the show you've listened to them somewhat. Uh, what do you think about these guys? You know, just lined up with well, so many of the other glam bands that were out there. Yeah, I think that they sound so much like you know the rest of late '80s, this sort of glam hair metal shit. You know, they sound just like um, you know they fit right into that genre. Except some of them, you know, musically speaking, uh, it's a little bit more complex than just. Uh, some of the radio-friendly stuff that was that out at the time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, like, sort of like what Mike said, that they blend in so well, you know, hmm. yeah. with, with what was already there, that you wouldn't, like, if you didn't know that they were a Christian band, you might not pick up on it at first. You can't help but know that they are a Christian band, though, because they well, are yeah, extremely, extreme. I mean, they're very preachy. And that's that's a lot of the problem that I had with Striper, um, is that uh, they have extraordinary talent. I mean, oh my God, the guitarist is amazing. I mean, really amazing. The solos and the squeals and everything. I mean, just really fantastic. But um, man, they get so preachy, and it's it's really heavy-handed. Mm -hmm. um, and so, just I don't know. It's um, well. Yeah. See, see, as an outsider looking in at this sort of thing, I, I have much more of a problem with a Christian band that wants to um, be proselytizing through their music and preaching at you rather than just singing about sort of like universal ideas or themes that also fit into their Christian doctrine. Like, and I mean, not to jump all the way ahead, but with like As I Lay Dying, you know, they sing about, uh, they, they'll have songs about... Um, you know, spiritual awakening or um, resurgence or, or whatever you need, you know, and, and that sort of ties into their 
their personal paradigm and dogma, but without um, being so overt and saying, this is the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's much more general nowadays. Striper, they, they were just hammering. They just seem every song, they're hammering this thing like, look at us, we're so positive. You know, we're rocking the world with a whole new beat. And Jesus is the way. And, and so it, it just seemed very heavy-handed. Um, but, uh, you know, how much of this, guys, do you think this is a reaction to, uh, you know, especially in the 80s? We saw so many bands come out, so many metal bands come out that were perceived, at least, as Satanists. You know, bands of the devil. We saw, like, sure. you know, especially Black Sabbath had that whole thing going on since the 70s. Led Zeppelin, of course, since the 70s. But then other bands like Venom and Merciful Fate, you know, sure. Dio. All these bands, they were satanic well, bands. Well, and, let's not pretend Merciful Fate didn't kind of play into that a little bit, too. Well, I mean, King yeah, Diamond yeah. with the Upside Down Crosses. You know, a lot of bands were happy to ride that wave for publicity, but like the PMRC, the parent, what the Parents Music Resource Center, Al Gore's wife, yes. uh, making bands label these these evil bands label their things, Ugh. and and like you mentioned, Striper, I knew churches back then that were very wary and leery of of Striper. That's how oh, close yeah. Striper came. Uh, I mean, but this is also a time, and, and Nick, you might be a bit young to remember this. Not that that's something wrong, but I'm sure Corey will remember. Remember, it wasn't the band wasn't Kiss. It was hey, remember they they really mean it's Knights in Satan's Satan service. service or yeah, Rush. Yeah, yeah. Rush was ruled under Satan's hand. Yes, oh, and it's yeah. completely bullshit. But the bands are like, hey, fuck it, it's gonna sell some records. ACDC really... was after Christ. Devil comes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, how much sort this of... was a gimmick and false outrage? Who mm. knows? Right, right, right. Because uh, that's especially like uh, when whenever there's a new thing, th there's always like preachy Christians who are like, that is the devil. That is evil. Harry Potter is witchcraft. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I've heard that. You know, it's no different than Dungeons and Dragons is Satanism in the 80s, right? right? It, it's, and, of course, heavy metal was <laughs> one of those things. Talk about kids things. who are never going to engage in premarital sex. What's the problem? There's <laughs> right. nothing evil going on in that basement. I swear. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, it's the great actual, like, sort of paradox here with, with Christian metal because, of course, you had uh, these fundamental Christians that were just like, heavy metal is the devil's music, and, and Striper, all they're doing is taking the devil's music, and they're luring Christians into the devil's music by, you know, putting these messages into this music that is inherently evil. You know, ooh, they're luring people to the evil side. But then, you know, <laughs> they have metal fans here on the other side who are just like, wow, these are Christian lyrics, the message is way too positive, they're not genuine, they're just sort of copying yes. popular styles. Mm -hmm. It's not original, so these guys are complete posers. And so we're alienating them as well. This is not real metal, so we don't listen to them. And so, right. you know, these bands sort of had, had this weird sort of place where they were sitting, where they, they just can't really please anybody, it seemed. But, uh, you know, yeah, Stripers, yeah, you know. That's a rough spot to be in as a musician, yeah. as an artist. Yeah. Right, because, I mean, especially as a fan, you can't help but question their sincerity. Um, and, and you get this sort of thing all throughout rock history, not just metal, but like there's bands that come along at that opportune time, seem to have a bit of a gimmick and are capitalizing on, you know, this or that. 
Uh, and um, in this case, yeah, they're capitalizing on that void where they were like, wait a minute, what if we made metal for Christians? And you have to wonder about are they actually doing this to spread the word or whatever, or are they doing it because this yeah. is what fills their wallets? Yeah, it's I, a would, great niche. I would say yeah. as, as a youngster at that time, I think it was pretty well accepted among uh, most younger people that, yeah, they were pretty pretty honest about their intent. If you read their lyrics, uh, you can't go three words without God, blood, lamb, or some shit popping up. So, I mean, if, if they were half-assing it, I mean, they were really oversaturating the lyrics, and they were really clear. I mean, passing out Bibles at the show, you know, they, they took it pretty seriously. 777, you know, that was their big thing with Striper, you know, they were, they were yeah. sort of playing off the... Iron Maiden 666 kind of thing, and 777, yep. and the big lit-up cross. You know, their their stage presence was basically like a kiss show as far yeah. as, what, you know, what they did with the lighting and everything, but it was enormous yeah. crosses, and 777, yeah. and everything. It was just, it, it was so 80s and so awesome, but, you know, again, it was just extremely heavy-handed, and I, I think was aimed toward a, a niche crowd. You know, people like me, you know, as a... You know, a 10-year-old kid, you know, 12-year-old kid that was just uh, trying to find music that was acceptable to both me and my parents. And, uh, you know, they, they got me. I bought a lot. Of, I still have a lot of these tapes. I have a ton of Striper tapes sitting around. And it's so sure. funny. For this show, I was listening to Striper again. It's all on Spotify. So if you guys have Spotify, go look up Striper and their whole, their whole uh, catalog is on there. And going back, listening to these albums, man, to Hell with the Devil and Yellow and Black Attack, everything, I found myself, upon first listening to these songs, I could sing along with them again. And that's how much I listened to them. And I haven't listened to Striper for, like, like man, probably 25 years, literally 25 years. And listening to them now for the first time since then, I remembered the words, I remembered the riffs, <laughs> And every, that is how much I listened to them. But that's how much I, I just wanted to hear this this sort of music in the 80s. Because, again, I, I, I just I wanted Motley Crue. I wanted Anthrax. I wanted that kind of thing. But I couldn't get it. So, you know, Striper was was the next big thing that uh, I could, and you know. Talk, you, you brought up To Hell with the Devil. You talk about some amazing cover art. Uh, <laughs> yes. where they're literally casting Satan into the lake of fire. And they're like, and all the guys in Striper, they all look like He-Man. They're all muscular, like, throwing him down. And and who didn't watch the video for free and think, damn, and see, Mom, that Christian band even has a pretty girl drummer. How could they be evil? <laughs> Robert Sweet look, I mean, just pretty girl. I don't know what's up with that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, Striper has evolved over the years, you know, through the 90s. Uh, they sort of um, got this whole uh, much more bluesier, sort of grungier. They never went like full grunge, but uh, definitely got a more uh, bluesy sort of influence to them. And sure. um, I'll tell you what, just uh, coming up to uh, the current uh, state of the band, they are still active. Uh, of course, Michael Sweet, the the singer, he went off and did some solo stuff for a while. But uh, the band, you know, has gotten back together and they're working on a new album, from what I understand. But in uh, 2011, Striper released a an album called The Covering. Are you guys aware of this? It's a it's an, uh, a cover album, basically. They covered uh, bands like The Scorpions, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Ozzy, Kiss, Iron Maiden, Deep Purple. 
Like, Don't even tell me that they like turn oh, their songs into like. That's what I'm afraid of. They oh, no. no. I'll tell you what. It's actually really cool. It is really really cool. They're they're actually very true to all of these songs, and they did nothing to the lyrics. Nothing okay, at that all. was my fear. No, 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 no. <laughs> six, 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 the number of the guy we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm a little worried. No, what no. songs? This is awesome news. I, I no, really want to All they it. wanted to do was just pay tribute to the bands that they were influenced by uh, growing up. You know, because, of course, they were right. listening to all this stuff. If you're going to be, a, you know, play metal in the 70s and 80s, of course you're going to be listening to these bands. And Striper was like, well, we're just going to, you know, do a cover album and just sort of appreciate these bands that uh, formed us musically into what we were and dude i i was surprised now they do have an original on there they have a new original song called god um so that's that's an odd direction for them to take Hmm. yeah yeah it's a A religious song that's weird it is very weird well it's it's especially weird alongside all these other covers but i do encourage Everyone to check that out. The covering. Can you can you name a couple songs they did? I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the list here. I I can't even believe how they do "Over the Mountain" from Ozzy. Dude, it's awesome. Again, the guitarist. Who's the guitarist again? Mike. Um, well, you were, Oz um, Oz Fox is the lead, but Michael Sweet um, also plays as well. And um, oh shoot, a great uh, bassist too. Because I was listening to this, I'm like, Tim Gaines. Yes, Tim Gaines is still in the band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah they're they're all talented. And uh, that really kick-ass solo in the way is actually, is, if I recall right, is Michael Sweet. That's not even Oz Fox. Michael can play as wow. well. Yeah. So they're they're well-rounded musicians. Extremely talented. And I'm going back, and right now it's it, just listening to this. I'm like, man, you know, I I can sort of ignore the lyrics and not be bothered by the lyrics. I'm just listening to what the guitarist is doing, man. When the bass player, man, this bass player just did this sick little run, man. That was awesome. And so it's, you know, I think it's totally legit and totally viable as far as metal goes, man. It's uh, it's really cool. No, I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of hair metal, but I, uh, but something about Striper, something about Oz Fox, his, his phrasing, I'm like, this guy's a really good guitarist. And that's what got me into it. Yeah. Uh, and I did, I think, pretty much, yeah, I don't know, the message kind of bounced off of me. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Well... Uh, Striper, uh, glam metal was not uh, the only where, uh, the only place, yeah, the only where, the only place where um, the Christian metal ventured. And of, of course, Christian metal is just, it, it spans so many sub sub genres um, that uh, it, it's crazy. Another one that caused huge, huge waves in the 80s was a death metal band. And they were like death metal, metalcore, uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, they sort of went a lot of ways. Um, they started out with their name being Vengeance. And uh, Mike, I know you know about Vengeance, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'll um, never. Wow. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please. please I'm just continue. stomping. I just, <laughs> when I, I remember I was at my friend Rob Harris's house and. He had he had the tape, but he said, hey, come here, come here. You need to check this out. He's like, I'm going to put it in. The, and he, he, he sold it to me. He said, now check this out. I'm going to put it on this band. Listen to a couple of songs. Tell me what you think. I'm like, all right. And uh, he put it on, and I think uh, he started with Burn, and then I think uh, probably went to Mulligan Stew and something else. I'm like, fuck, these guys are really heavy. I love this. Who is this? And he goes, Vengeance. And he showed me the cover of of the hand that's crucified. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah? Oh, okay. He's like, and he, he made the face. He says, they're a Christian band. And I went, 
shut the fuck up. So what's with the band? He goes, <laughs> no, they're a Christian band. Read the lyrics. I open it up, and I'll never forget. Do you have this tape? Yeah. Or do you have this? Yeah. Okay. Open it up. Now, it, now, I'm doing this from memory, I promise you, from 20-something years ago. Inside, as I recall, was a long-haired pastor, his picture, like a little small photo of him, telling like parents what the band was all about, like, hey, it's okay, I'm a pastor. And he looked like the singer for Exodus. That's why I remember <laughs> yes. this photo. But at the bottom, I laughed my balls off because somewhere near the end, he said the most unmetal thing you could ever say. He said, play and play it loudly. And I'm like, loudly? You wouldn't say play it loudly. You'd say play it loud. So I'm like, he's a complete poser. Wow. Is that on there? I, I <laughs> tell me it's there. Oh, oh if, or if it's not convenient. Somebody out there, look at your tape. You'll see some guy that looks like the dude from Exodus saying, play it loudly. After the qualifications of, now, parents, I know this is going to sound frightening, but they really are for Jesus. <laughs> I mean, a whole paragraph. Wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great band. And yes. I listened to him last week, and I'm like, I still, I, it took me back. I still love that band. Exactly. I love it too, man, and I'm so glad that I decided to uh, go back and, 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 you know, again, do this show and listen to a lot of these bands again. Because, man, Vengeance, and of course they had to change their name to Vengeance Rising because there was some other band out there called Vengeance, sure. and it was a whole legal thing, so they had to add in Rising. Um, but uh, this is a band, it was introduced to me because, again, uh, with me and my friends, I'm just like, oh, I can't listen to Motley Crue, I can't listen to Anthrax, I can't listen to Metallica, my parents won't let me. And one of my friends, who also had religious parents, but he was also, they were also permissive to some point, you know, as far as letting him get other stuff. But he's like, hey, I have this, this Christian metal tape here that you can borrow, you know, it's, it, it's cool, try it out. And it was Vengeance Rising, Human Sacrifice. And uh, as soon as I heard it, man, I was hooked. I just loved it. And I, I was just like, I was borrowing all of his tapes and I was dubbing them off, you know, and I copying them because, of course, I couldn't, you can't find these anywhere. You know, other than Striper, it was nigh goddamn impossible to find any of these in record stores or anything. Sure. Unless you had like a Christian bookstore. And uh, actually, most Christian bookstores banned uh, Vengeance Rising because of their uh, questionable, of course, you know, very violent lyrics and violent album covers which you know you're talking about with human sacrifice the whole bloody crucified hand yeah. and uh so it was really funny but um man i'll tell you what it's really heavy these guys are really really good yeah um, they took a different approach than striper striper strove yeah. to be pretty like the guys in vengeance like they like flip their eye like they roll their eyes back to look like zombies in the band but they're like ah, making yes. these crazy faces they they completely went the other way and it was awesome I mean, I don't know. And I, I think I identified a lot more with them because I'm like, you know what? They're singing about getting fucked up and getting stoned. And, well, let's be honest, um, I was fucked up and stoned a lot back then. So I was like, <laughs> these guys are speaking to me, man. This is the best shit ever. To be honest, I couldn't even understand most of what they were saying. And that's what most death metal is anymore. I mean, it's just really hard to understand. But to me, I just, I need, I, I love that, that heaviness, that thrash, man, that death metal all the growls, even though uh, Roger Martinez is uh, the, the the singer, and uh, you know he had a very interesting sort of death metal voice. You know he's like human sacrifice, sacrifice, <laughs> you know, and and just uh, uh, very interesting. But um, that's a great way to put it. Yes, it is yeah. very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and him as a human being, 
is a very interesting human being um, because, like I said, since uh, you know he, he put out a lot of albums. I think uh, what four, five, six Vengeance Rising albums, yeah. uh, and uh, then of course uh, they broke up. Apparently, he was horrible to work with, and then all of a sudden he recanted on all of his Christian beliefs. He dabbled in Satanism, like flat out Satanism, like going into like uh, you know Levee and and Crowley and stuff like that. And nowadays, he just identifies himself as a plain old atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very anti-Christian. And he, he is very vocal about that. So this is a guy, but uh, I guess he has a history also of a lot of instability. You know, um, he's <laughs> yeah. just all over the place. But uh, uh, he did start out as a pastor. He was the pastor of a church, I think, in Hollywood somewhere. And... Um, that's uh, that's why it was interesting just bringing back Mike that uh, that thought about him uh, in the liner notes of Human Sacrifice, just uh, you know, sort of this long-haired guy, you know, sort of giving this this speech about his music and and everything. Oh, it's, I uh, I think it was a different pastor. Oh, really? I I just oh, assumed yeah. it was him. No, no, it's it's some other guy that. Um... I don't know if he was linked somehow with the PMRC or whatever, but it was it was just like you know, hey, oh, wow. it, it, literally it was an introduction. If you ever find the tape, um, I gotta dig yeah, that out again. That's, yeah, that's look funny, for man. play it play it loudly. It's like ugh, yes, loser, fucking, should, shouldn't you be reviewing Striper? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Real metal we're talking but you about know, here. This is another one of those weird bands where it's like they sound totally of their time and place, and and like Corey said, you know, you can barely kind of understand them sometimes. That if you're just not paying attention to them you wouldn't really know that they're such a Christian band, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? Yes, Have you? Yes, I, my friend going the, huh, huh? <laughs> but guess what? They're Christian. Yeah, it's what? the old bait and switch. Right. It's like you think you're listening to something cool, but actually you're hearing the gospel. <laughs> guess what? Just got touched by the Lord. You what? might have just been saved without knowing it. Um, oh <laughs> Nick, have you listened to, to Vengeance here yeah, at all? Um, yeah, just this past, I mean, I hadn't, um, heard of uh, half the bands we're talking about tonight, except mm. for when you told me, and I've only been listening to them for the past two weeks. And uh, it, it it's weird because it just sounds like so of that '80s thrash metal and death metal sound, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've heard of them, and, and it, that that's what weirds me out the most about it. It's like, man, I could have been listening to Christian music by accident all these years, and I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, Vengeance Rising was it caused huge waves. I mean, people picked this up and they couldn't believe what they were hearing because it was it was just very controversial. Um mm-hmm. a lot of uh like I said the album covers and the lyrics they were being presented just very very violent, uh very in your face and uh something that uh, the Christian community had, had just had never seen before they didn't know how to deal with and uh mm-hmm. again it was just another polarizing thing where fundamental christians were like oh this is evil you know this guy's possessed whatever and of course metalheads were like well you know they have lyrics about jesus so that's bad and stupid and not legit so mm-hmm. you know not gonna listen to it but uh still when i listen to it now i i actually i really dig this i do i mean you know, I don't care what they're saying. And that brings up, I think, uh, you know, a good question in general, just about uh, Christian metal and maybe other uh, other sorts of uh, bands that are trying to push some sort of message. You know, can you listen to music with lyrics that you don't necessarily agree with and might mm. you know, blatantly disagree with um, and still appreciate it 
if they are good musicians or even enjoy it if the music is really, really good. I mean, can you guys do this? I mean, given this whole Christian metal thing, would that be sort of a uh, sort of a stumbling block uh, toward really enjoying or at least appreciating a band? I don't know. Nick, what do you what do you think? Well, I think it depends on what we're talking about, because you could take a band like System of a Down, um, who, you know, politically, I might agree with half of the shit they're singing about, um, you know, but I pretty much like most, if not all of their music, you know? Right. Um, so maybe it, like in that case, I don't mind. Um, I would mind if I, like if I found out that a band that I really liked was just singing about Jesus all the time and they made it like really uh, covert and stuff, I'd feel almost a little betrayed by that. Uh, and that's just me personally, again, coming from the perspective I had come from. Hmm. I don't really have a problem with most religious stuff. Um, uh, you know, I mean, if somebody was like, yeah, we're a Buddhist metal band, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Um, but I feel like with, with Christianity, it is different for me again, based on like how much I've been told I'm going to hell for listening to devil music and watching those scary movies and stuff. So for me, like these things just don't go together. But at the same time, I'm starting to like some of the shit that I have heard. And I know that there's bands that I don't mind who are Christian bands. Like, like I had said, like as I lay dying, I don't mind them, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then again, not every song is about Christianity, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say, and I guess it's on an individual thing, because you know what, man? There's also bands, like, you, you could take stuff like Black Sabbath or Black Label Society, and Black Sabbath, they're all pretty much Catholic. Uh, Ozzy was a member of the Church of England right. at one point. And um, uh, with Black Label Society, Zach Wilde will write, you know, throw in Jesus every here now and then. Fuck, I even like Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash sings about Jesus all the time, and it yeah. doesn't really bother me. So I don't know what the fuck my standard is <laughs> um, or what my problem is exactly, but I think it's just when it's a metal band that is just all all Jesus all the time. That's what the problem is to me. Yeah, it's so much a perception of the artist. You know, I think you really have to be comfortable with the artist and I think be convinced of their their sincerity. Mm-hmm. And legitimacy, you know. I mean, knowing Johnny Cash, you know enough about Johnny Cash, man, and and what he's about. That yeah, I mean, if he does these religious songs, he sings about Jesus sometimes or whatever. I mean, that's that's all right. That's Johnny Cash, and you you just sort of right. you know you you understand him, and it's just another sort of dimension of this extremely interesting human being that was Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That plays into it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mike, man, you know, and obviously a, 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 a whole genre or a, a message that, of course, you don't agree with. Um, you know, is it hard for you to accept that, uh, like we said, you know, with, with Striper, the musicianship is just so awesome. They are extremely it- talented. And uh, a lot of these bands we're talking about, man, you know, Vengeance Rising. And, of course, we, uh, you know, in the montage clip, I played Tourniquet and Deliverance. And, and you know, there's, there's I think, a lot of uh, talent there. And mm-hmm. um, so Absolutely. does the Christian message take away from that? I mean, can you ignore that and just appreciate the music for what it is? This And this may make people lose faith in me. 
Oh, first off, Nick, you're not going to hell for not liking Striper. You're going <laughs> oh, to hell for not. You. You're going to hell for not liking baseball, you motherfucker. But that's uh-huh. a whole other deal. Oh, no, I, I love Nick. I'm kidding. This is the. This is what I told. Well, I mentioned earlier before we were recording. I said I kind of had a personal revelation a couple of days ago, hmm. and it was about this exact question. And I realized, and some people might go, Mike stinks now. They may already say that, but honestly. I'm not a lyric guy. I don't think I, I, there's probably now that is not to say that I don't know songs and can recite lyrics all day long or sing along because I certainly can. I have never really cared for songs intense or lyrics. I mean, I'm going to be honest. There's probably 10 songs in the scope of my listening life that resonate and have real meaning where I connect to it. Like, yeah, I identify with that song. The rest of it, music for me has been a bunch of abstract ideas and words that rhyme and shoehorn lyrics that don't have anything to do with my life or my goals or my dreams. So I, like you, Corey, I'm a musician. I've been, I hear the music, I feel the pace, I get into the groove, and that's what I've always liked about every song that I really love. I mean, like I said, there's probably 10 songs where I go lyrically. That really touches me. I, I... I can I can ignore Christian message as well as I would ignore Satan message or uh, if there was let's say uh, a oh I don't know uh, any kind of choice or preference that did not mesh with me wouldn't matter to me uh, because I just I'm not a lyric guy I don't give a shit what they say I'm into the music uh, and always have been so thank I you can let anything go <laughs> Mike thank you thank you for that that. Makes me feel better, actually, personally, because I've sort of been that kind of guy for, I don't know, the past, like, like 25, 30 years. Nice. Um, to me, and, and of course, I think this really developed uh, as I was taking an interest, and this has nothing to do with, with Christian metal, but whenever I, you know, in the 90s, I was so into Nirvana, and mm-hmm. I loved Nirvana so much, and um, I really got into Kurt and to what his philosophy and music was, and it was it was insane. It was actually really, really great. But something that he said that stuck with me as a musician, as far as how I played music, how I wrote music and, and thought about it, was he was like, man, he's like, yeah, I write most of the lyrics and the music to all the songs we do, but lyrics are secondary. He's like, all I really care about is the music, and the lyrics mm-hmm. are just whatever. And I just I, I let the music dictate what it is. And that is exactly how I have viewed, uh, you know, listened to music since I've started listening to music. You know, I I like the groove. I like the overall Mm -hmm. sound and the vibe so much more than the words, you know, the language that they're actually speaking to me. Absolutely. You know, because the voice is another instrument. And I just like hearing how the voice is another sound and the whole sound spectrum that I'm hearing with all these other sounds. Mm -hmm. See, um, you and I crave harmony, and I yeah. know by the yeah. shared music we listen to, it's a lot about, and, and not to exclude Nick, certainly not by any means, but That's it's, okay. when, you, when you find those <laughs> songs that, that just have that groove and that pace, and, and, and the voice, like you say, it's, it's not so much a message, but to me, it's underpinning, it's holding that, it's writing with the song, it's pacing the song, um, right. and, and as you and I listen to a lot of death metal, um, you have to accept as a death metal fan, there's going to be a lot of shit. You're going to be reading a lot of lyric sheets if you want to figure out what actually is being said. Yeah, and most of the time I don't care. 
Exactly. So it's like I'm well. I'm <laughs> yeah. just here for the music, really. Yeah. Uh, this guy could be talking about polka and, and breakdancing. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm not going to understand it, or I just I'm I'm going to let it go on by, and take this music to heart, which I think all three of us do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You really have to try to clobber me over the head with some sort of agenda to get me to sort of pop out of that mindset. And there are bands like, you know, we mentioned System of Down, even Rage Against the Machine did it sometimes, even though they're they're a great, great band. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of these more like agenda sort of pushing bands that we see out there and Christian Metal, of course, fits into those. They have an agenda. You know, a lot of bands, at least they have some sort of uh, surface agenda. Um, But it's a. you know, and the people on the flip side of that have always amazed me. The people that are so hung up on the lyrics and the deeper meaning. Yeah. And, and and we've all met that guy who like who wants to explain like every Yes album cover and what it meant <laughs> and the Trinity in this. And he can talk for three or four hours on what they meant by this album cover. And I'm like, did you even stop to enjoy the music? Holy crap, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, exactly. I think it depends on the band. For me personally, I now know that I care a lot more about lyrics than you two combined. Oh. Uh, but not not uh, not that I'm like ridiculous about it, because I can definitely have bands where, um, you know, if it's going to be like some sort of radio friendly band, I'm I pretty much don't care. Take like Five Finger Death Punch, okay? I really, really don't give a fuck what he's talking about. Mm. So long as every now and then he gives me a part that makes me feel like I want to punch somebody in the face, that's all I want there. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, that uh, guy, he's, he stops to talk in the song, and he tries to, specifically, since you mentioned this guy, I love the music, but he stops and tries to be deep. Any song. You know, in the end, we all are just pieces of the cosmos kissing each other's butts, but I'm going <laughs> to rock your ass anyway because I'm awesome. It's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You're talking about nothing. Ooh, I can't stand just mindless self-indulgent breaks of, I'm going to try to sound badass in the middle of a song. Mm. Ooh, but their music, great. I love Five Finger Death Punch. Fuck. Yeah, and why, why, trying to, why do you try to ruin, you know, such awesome music and, and try to inject your, your agenda? I mean, it's bad enough that you're trying to work it in lyrically, but whenever, it, you know... You're just trying to slide it in there with some sort of vocal well, thing, like you're saying. It's, it's... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't describe them as having an agenda other than, we're going to complain and punch. <laughs> and really, that's all I need. That's all I need from mm-hmm. Five Finger Death Punch. But when it comes to a band like, uh, let's say, like Tool or something, I'm going to read every lyric on every song uh, because I, I, you know, it's just like fucking food. Sometimes I want steak, and sometimes I want French fries from McDonald's. You know? Yeah. yeah. And um, I I need that sort of thing. But if my 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 steak band was a Christian metal band, to bring this back to the topic of discussion, I I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. yeah. See, but you I don't bring like up a, Jesus a steak example. But but Tool's a great example because Maynard is a really weird and interesting guy. Oh, my Absolutely. God. And that kind of guy, you want to get into his head and find out what he's, you know, what's going on. So I'm with you on that. I absolutely am. They're, Good they're, luck. They're some... Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think that brings a great question because, of course, we've seen a lot of other metal bands, you know, coming out of the 80s. We've seen uh, P.O.D., which, uh, you know, they've made, uh, they, they don't hide their Christian influence. Right. Uh, and, of course, Norma Jean, uh, another band that I actually friggin' love. They're awesome. 
Um, as I Lay Dying, of course, uh, has uh, spouted off a lot of Christian sort of things. And, um, you know, there's uh, so much out there. But is there a problem, you know, some sort of inherent problem with Christianity and metal? Uh, is heavy metal essentially anti-Christian? Because think about it, man. Heavy metal was all about sex and drugs, violence, indulgence, just doing doing whatever, you know, and being crazy. Is it inherently an anti-Christian genre you know, to get I, into? It, it's an interesting question, but I think it's more about, like, a lot of the things, like, I, I you know, there's no rules of metal. But a lot of the ideal, ideals that you see as um, common themes throughout all metal bands, like most metal bands, is going to be like, you know, strength of the self, um, rebellion against oppression, uh, rebellion against censorship, and um, doing what you want to do and taking control of your life. And honestly, a lot of that makes it very difficult for something like the church to gain power in a, in a given um, arena because – that is exactly what a lot of like Christianity is really about is about like, you know, doing exactly what we say, do, you know, being obedient and uh, doing, you know, not partaking in the, in this fruit. Uh, like I always go to um, Al Pacino and uh, devil's advocates uh, speech at the end of the movie yes. when he's like, look, but don't touch touch, but don't taste taste, but don't swallow. There's fucking rules on everything. <laughs> and I think that um, th this is more a, like metal a lot of times is the the antithesis of that and the reaction to that and i think it makes it hard um like it, it's not like they're opposed um you, you know um uh, that it's not so much that they're opposing ideologies like as enemies but just um juxtaposed because of the differences that you find within them and neither of them is actually good or evil if you think about it they're just um they're just different. Yeah, they're polar opposites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mike, what do you think, man? Uh, I, I think we got we have to break it down by type, because a, a lot of metal bands are just about selling records. To be honest, when we look back at, at that time, <laughs> no, kidding. you know, yeah. once you get past a band's first uh, album, second album, where they get picked up by a label, and suddenly they've got to come out with a new album every year. It's more about just cranking out radio-friendly rock for a lot of these guys. Now, but we can look at bands that made a career out of opposing Christianity. Let's go with a certain band that I know Misfit Boy is going to love to hear about, <laughs> Slayer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Slayer, their bread and butter was opposing the church. Album covers, uh, their, their logo is almost a complete pentagram. They're talking about... Uh, songs like Jesus Saves. I mean, and they're going on completely going against, we don't like God. We were, into, you know, we're into the evil, uh, you know, all that stuff. God and hates us all. Yeah. God right. hates us all. And the beauty is, <laughs> even for Slayer, a band, granted, I don't listen to them much anymore. On occasion, I'll turn them up. But I just, I loved, loved South of Heaven was a game-changing album for me. It right. was. But, but go on to YouTube. There's a video done recently where they asked Tom Araya, uh, the singer for Slayer, the bassist, where they said, "Oh, what about you know? What about because it got kind of came out. It's been talked about that he was Catholic. Yes. And I said, well, what about all this? And Tom Araya, I'm going to paraphrase for sake of the episode here. He said, basically, listen, God doesn't hate us all. You know, 
Satan, you know, okay, listen, it's the approach we took is is a great way to sell records is basically what he said. So folks, and I know I know Misfit Boy doesn't even want to know this, but Slayer they were selling us a bill of goods because even Tom Araya is like, nah, I'm a Catholic, you know, to be honest, and, and God doesn't hate us. And, you know, it is what it is. It's a fucking marketing ploy. Well, Slayer so, is all the, Slayer's entire message is the brainchild of Kerry King. It's mm. not Tom Araya or anybody else in that band. It's Kerry true. King. Kerry King yeah. has written the lyrics. He's written the songs and all the riffs. That, okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Okay, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I went a I, little no, overboard. I, I there, don't want to correct but, you, but I don't want that bastard to get credit for writing music because Jeff Hanneman really uh, yeah, wrote yeah, well, most of their music. But and Slayer fans are going to find out how shitty Carrie King is now that Jeff Hanneman's <laughs> oh, passed away. Oh man, ouch! That is for another to, episode. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, wow. Wow, but anyhow, he, it's, he's a dick. I've met him. That's all I got to say. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's seriously. Rick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if we could talk about another um, uh, another band that obviously, um, especially well earlier in their career, uh, Marilyn Manson went the same route with like you know calling their album Antichrist Superstar. Mm. When you listen to the music, a lot of it is not even about Christianity at all, but obviously using that that imagery to to, to that effect to say. Uh, this is the antithesis of what what you're going to find in church, right? You don't like church? Come listen to metal. And, and I think that that um, it definitely sells records. And when they're on top, yeah. um, these bands, Slayer or Manson, they'll talk about how you know this is um, th this is just for art. This is for the sake of art. This is uh, this is our art. This is what we're doing. But then later on, you do find, sort of find them both being like yeah yeah we're pretty hardcore right uh, but yeah we're not really worried about this anymore we're not really worried about that you know what i mean yeah uh, and you can definitely I, I don't know i guess everybody gets old at some point but um uh you know especially with like the last couple don't of i know it. Albums, jesus but uh, yeah i well, feel like a uh, very old man today so i shouldn't have said that uh, well no it's funny just to see uh current artists out there right now that are not necessarily in christian bands but individually identify themselves as Christians. Um, Tom Araya, thank you, Mike, for bringing that up. Um, he was actually uh, uh, one of my, one of the ones that I was most interested in because, of course, uh, you know, being the uh, the voice of Slayer, um, you know, he identifies himself as a devout Catholic. As I read more and more about what he says, um, I, I. Just don't know. Uh, Do you, you find know. it shocking? Is it? Is no, it, is it no, it no, it, no. It's not shocking because I was shocked. I'm like, what the? My entire no, life is no, a lie. No, what no, no. Because of no of of what I've known about Tom Araya actually for a lot of years, because he has always identified Slayer as a band that just is uh, sort of therapeutic to him as uh, a way of an outlet where um, he just sort of releases a lot of uh, negative feelings and a lot of aggression that he has up inside. But he's like, actually, all in all, uh, I'm a very peaceful guy. And I read about this, actually, a lot in High Times. Uh, High Times is actually a, a very big fan of, uh, of Tom Mariah and Slayer um, because they are not shy about being a, uh, you know, a pot-smoking band. Um, not at all. Yeah, so... So that's uh, I was not shocked to to hear that because I knew that at least Tom Araya is a, a very peaceful sort of man, and, and he's just sort of doing he's sort of he's sort of Kerry King's bitch. 
He is, but what I love yeah. for the, for the listener at home, I'm like, I don't know what's more shocking, the fact that that uh, that Corey doesn't find that shocking, or the fact that I'm like, holy shit, Corey reads High Times. What <laughs> that's the fuck? that's where my I whole am. life is a lie again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about me you don't know. Well, we're learning. Answer. We're yeah. learning. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if we're like what we're learning, but we'll find uh, out. Oh, I'm liking. No, we're good. Uh, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, so, no. uh, one band that's a modern band that you and me were just talking about last week on Facebook, Corey, um, that I love and you don't, <laughs> is Ghost. And here's oh. another band. It's like cyclical that every like five or ten years we have to have another new band who's like this, this um, using satanic th- theatrics. To, to draw people in. And I mean, I, I love Ghost, um, but I mean, obviously, like, I know where it's going just because I've seen it a hundred times before. And yeah. right now, you, you know, they're like, oh, no, we're serious Satanists. We're all about the devil. We're all about Satan. Yeah. This is real. But five yeah, to ten years from now, it will be. Music, their music is all about journeys. They better get their shit straight. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm not necessarily <laughs> impressed. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm not... I'm not like listening to them and like, holy shit, this is a great song. Wow. I, you know, I, I'm, I really love their shit. Eh. And I will force you both to listen to it in a future episode. I hope so. I'll, and I hope you I'll can convince it. me to appreciate them as much as you do, man. Because uh, I, just, I, I went and I clicked on a video because I, I saw their makeup and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be amazing. And then the, the song started to play and I was like, well. Yeah, and I joke. I called them Journey. They're not a bad band. It's just the the music did not match up to what I saw. So I really should give them an honest listen and not be such a prick. So my apologies. Uh, you will have to. I will. Force I will. You. I will. I will. Force you. There's a lot more I want to say right now, but uh, I I feel this is a future episode, and I can't Indeed. wait. I can't wait. I can't wait, man. Um, you know, another band that uh, I think, uh, you know, most of us. I I don't know. We may love or hate. I'm not sure at this point. But uh, I've I've definitely taken uh, a negative turn towards you know in the past I don't know fifteen fucking years is corn, corn um, <laughs> that's a huge you know um, with uh, head Brian Welch uh, yeah. you know the the guitarist I, I think the best guitarist in the band um, you know he quit corn he went sober you know went through a lot of rehab and started doing Christian things he's a born again Christian he's not shy about that and talks about it a lot. Yeah. Um, he's uh, released a lot of albums, doing his own thing, but has recently rejoined Korn um, because Korn, I don't know, the drama and the, the sort of rehab and the, the whole re, I don't know, just working out hard feelings. I'm almost thinking of Metallica, you know, in, in some sort of regard as, as far as, you know, this whole reestablishing of a band and all the feelings and everything because everybody is sort of, I don't know. It, it, it's mm-hmm. so sort of it, it's strange. Corey, but, uh, future episode. What the hell happened to Corn? Oh, all right. <laughs> Let's stop this I'll, here. I, yeah. But uh, <laughs> of course, the uh, the bassist uh, Fieldy is uh, apparently also a born again Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, that's uh, that's very interesting. Of course, Dave Mustaine from uh, Megadeth. <laughs> oh, what do you guys oh. think of that? Is that legit? No. <laughs> I don't because he think... used to brag about wanting to be a Satanist, and now right. now the popular thing is to become born again. He is fake and as flimsy as he's always been, and it, you I, know. I, I, and I yeah, hope I it brings him peace because I don't think he's genuine. You'll rest no, in I, peace. I said this, yeah. the same thing about him. Uh, you, you know, politically, like um, he hates one president, then he hates the next because it's cool to do or whatever. You know, he just says, I, I don't even think he remembers 
half the shit he says and then contradicts later on. I'm sure. Oh yeah, still, I still love the music. So you see, yeah. I don't let it get in the way. Exactly. I don't, care what, I, I don't care what they say or how they live as long as they fucking nail it on stage and and go crazy. I'll take it. If if Megadeth's coming to a town near me, I'm going to see them because Absolutely. it's Dave Mustaine. It's Megadeth. It's awesome. You know. So so yeah. But uh, another one um, that you guys might not necessarily know about is Max Cavalera. Um, uh-huh. You know, of course, the brilliant, brilliant man, uh, singer, guitarist um, from, of course, originally Sepultura, who is Sepultura to me, yeah. and me uh, is now Soulfly. But um, he has professed uh, this uh, sort of uh, amalgamation of Christian beliefs with uh, some sort of Rasta things. I mean, you know, it's, it's very weird, but he is a very spiritual guy. And uh, he released, and actually, a very Christian Soulfly album. Um, and uh, right now, I didn't look it up and write it down. I should have. But uh, there was uh, something that was overtly Christian about it. But, uh, you know, all in all, he's he's actually sort of interweaving it with some some New Age Rasta sort of thing. So, you know, who knows where he is. But, but of course, I mean, Max Cavalera, man, who would have thought? You know, he's yeah. sort of like another... He, I equate him with, like, a Dave Mustaine, you know? I mean, he was, you know, Sepultura. Friggin' amazing. I, I will ask this. Maybe you know, Corey. I don't. Did Was he always a hardcore Christian, or did that come about after the death of his son, Dana? Yeah, that was... That, yeah, because the death of his son, that was when... That, that was, was sort before of, Roots. That was pre-Roots. Yeah, that was pre-Roots... Um, he was still dealing with out in roots, but that was sort of the precursor of, of why Soulfly happened. Now, from is, what uh, I understand, he, he did get back together with Igor. They patched it up. And oh yeah. Now they. So is the Cavalier conspiracy still together or no? I I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't really kept track of that. I'm gonna have um, to look. Okay. Yeah, he's a slippery eel as far as he metal is. goes because Sepultura is still happening right now and I'm sort of pissed about that because it's, no, it's not, not really Sepultura. Yeah, it's exactly. what, it's what it's Paulo and what three other Derek, three other guys that weren't in Sepultura. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. That's not Sepultura. Cavalera uh, Max is amazing. He is just yeah. amazing. He's crazy looking. He's he's one of those kind of guys and just, you know, follow his career. It shows you that he's genuine. Right. So, right. Um yeah, Another I wasn't episode. aware what happened was to what happened to Sepultura? And all roads uh, lead to Pepper Keenan. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank why, you. Where did I get old man wheeze cough laugh? What happened? Uh, God. <laughs> you got old like, fast this episode. Sound like a man. loose belt squealing. <laughs> Three packs a day. You know, that doesn't. That's so, an- <laughs> uh, yeah, another guy who I mentioned um, who's a Christian artist who um, I had mentioned uh, earlier in the episode, he describes himself as a soldier of Christ, no less uh, Zach Wild. Wow. He drinks an immense really? amount. Yes, drinks an immense wow. amount, uses too many drugs, is a soldier of Christ, a self-proclaimed soldier of Christ. I oh, feel like wow. I shouldn't laugh at him for saying that, given the context of this episode, but I kind of want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like... It's very, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, what, what? Oh, I'm just getting irritated. I'm sorry. How many videos have I seen of him going, well, that guy's a faggot, not other guys, some faggot. He's acting exactly. like a fag. Dude. Exactly. Real Christian of you. How Christian were you when you were the prettiest girl Ozzy ever played with? Hmm? Remember that? Okay. No rest wow. for the wicked. It's like, yeah. wow, he's hot. <laughs> oh, it's a guy. Oh shit. 
I didn't know. Yeah, it's like just be who you are. Just be. A, he he went from being the pretty boy uh, to being this super tough Southern guy. Just be who you are, man. Seriously, we we love you. Be who you are. Fuck he is it. he's basically uh, our next best thing to Dimebag Daryl. At this, I point. agree. I yeah. agree. That's, but he, that's he's he developed that giant persona. Yeah. I mean, and he had it before Black Label Society. He did. Yeah. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So but I mean, I find it especially weird when you have guys like him, you know, uh, being self-proclaimed well soldiers of Christ or just Christians in general, where it's like so much of the debauchery that you sing about and that you've lived through flies in the fucking face of this. And, you know, that kind of brings me to this question that I wanted to ask you guys. How does somebody, I mean, we're talking about merciful fate. We're talking about ghost. How do people who are Christian reconcile their faith while listening to something like that? How, how, how do, how do people do that? Does it make it harder for them to listen to something that they perceive as evil and sometimes satanic metal? Even, you know, softer satanic than Ghost, uh, you know, not softer in tone, but softer in theme. Uh, like, you know, okay, Slayer, they've got pentagrams and 666. Slipknot has pentagrams up on stage, you know? Mm. Um, how do you think that they reconcile stuff like that? I mean, Slipknot's big in the South, am I wrong? No, no, not at all. And I'll tell you how I think about it just from my, you know, I have a some sort of Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at these things and it's it's just theatrics, man. It's all yeah. just, it, it, they're just putting it out there. And it's just not that they're trying to push a satanic message. It's a show, man. It's just right. like I'm watching a horror movie, you know, and that's, <laughs> yes. I, you know, it's so much. I, you know, especially since, um, you know, I, I think Corpse Grinder or, uh, you know, even Chris Barnes from Cannibal Corpse, um, you know, he, they were talking about all their violent lyrics in their songs. And, you know, how do they justify these things? And he was just like, man, we write songs as if we are watching a horror movie. We're telling a story as if, you know, we're, we're just watching a movie up here. And that that's all it is. And mm-hmm. that is how I look at these bands, man, that uh, are just really, they have this overt, you know, anti-Christian thing or, you know, satanic symbols or, or, or whatever. I mean, it's all a show. It's all for effect. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all to just sort of tell me a story. It's all to take me to a place that I'm not at right now, but I can just sort of enjoy right now. And then I'll just go back to my everyday life, to my everyday beliefs, to my everyday you know, how I operate. Yeah. You know, no, I, and you, you know, I, oh, I'm sorry. Finish that up before I, well, no, no, oh. that's, that's pretty much uh, what it was. Yeah. I was going to say that I think it also depends on the person and, and, and the content of their character. A, a lot of people, a lot of Christians I know, to be honest and Catholics for that matter, I don't want to, don't want to exclude anybody. Uh, they're religious on Sundays, Easter, Christmas, and a few other dates throughout the year. To be honest, and they'll, they'll yeah. identify as religious, but they only really go to church on, on certain times. And I think the difference between a musician that, that does that and goes, hey, yeah, I'm Christian, and someone, let's go back to Striper with Michael Sweet. I have no doubt this man is Christian in everything he does all day long, every day, because he, if, if he lets it go, it's never in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I would say, so that kind of message... Uh, he, he there's nothing for him to reconcile. He he li- he lives pretty strict, I, I would assume, but the rest, yeah, maybe they, 
maybe they they're those you know <laughs> those Easter Sunday uh, yeah. Christians. Catholics, well, maybe. I mean, it's yeah. all you know. Again, you know, you have to understand the world of make believe and the world of reality, you know, and well, what you're dealing with. I, I any, think it comes any sort sorry. of entertainment or genre or music, movies, anything, anything. That's what you have to sort of understand. Well, yeah, and I'd say it comes back to sincerity. Like, I think people going up there and, like, pounding on the Bible and pushing it in your face and saying you have to live your whole life this way and God hates fags, those people seem to take their shit a little too seriously. Uh, yeah. And um, people going up on stage and just putting up a pentagram to look cool uh, while their drum set, like, spins around on top of it like Slipknot, y you know, you're not worried about that. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, it looks cool. It's kind of um, evil and a little bit forbidden. Maybe, maybe this is something... Uh, that I can get into, you know what I mean? But when yeah. when they're up there and they're like, now talk in tongues and have a snake, uh, that's a little bit fucking weirder for people. And I right. think no one wants to take, well, no, I shouldn't say no one, but I think that casual, uh, lesser, non-religious people don't want to be forced to take anything too seriously, be it Satanism, Christianity, whatever. And I think that's why, um, you know, the theatrics of metal are much more appealing than the theatrics of Christian metal because a lot of these people seem to really mean it and really want, uh, you know, to proselytize and get you to join the club. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say the vast majority of their audience—that's what they're going for. Exactly. I mean, and no one, no one got tricked into going to see, you know, Striper. You know, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, but other bands are a little more, a little more stealthy about how they slip it in. Well, that's that's kind of sneaky, I guess. But uh, but bands, you know, like uh, Vengeance would be a great one. Who knew? But uh, yeah. Striper, yeah. Oh man, it says Isaiah up on the thing. Oh, I see. All right, I get it. Uh. Crosses everywhere. This is odd. This isn't Christian, is it? Uh oh. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Good stuff, though. I want to hear that cover album now. Yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah. I I definitely recommend that. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. They do hold true to uh, all the songs that they're they're covering. It's awesome, actually. And for, <laughs> for really anybody cool. who doesn't think that Striper rocks, you can Google Michael Sweet uh, when he was touring singing for Boston. And I'll tell you what, phenomenal. And I'm not kidding. Check it out. Uh, it wasn't who was it? Was Brad Delp was the singer for Boston, right? Yeah. Remember? Remember? Yeah. yeah. Michael wow. Sweet. And, does does Brad Delp better than Brad Delp? Michael Sweet doesn't barbecue in his house. Check this shit out; it's amazing. Ooh, that was a fucked up joke. Can you edit that out? That was bad. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. No, actually, I'm sorry, I folks. Won't. That was no, shitty. No, oh. I'm I've been drinking. Up. I'm sorry. As of I, so I'm not going to edit that joke out. Oh. So, wow, guys, thank you for uh, you know enduring some Christian metal. You know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of things that uh, we might not agree with, but uh, there's some great talent out there and I think some great influences and, you know, people, I, I, I don't think they're going to quit using the Christian banner as a way to reach, you know, a certain audience and capitalize upon. And it's a, it's a very suspicious sort of, sort of subgenre of metal. Does, it really does is. Free Fair still like play at schools and stuff and slip the message uh. in? <laughs> <laughs> Fever show my school. My hey, they kick ass. Wait, they're talking about Jesus. That's kind of weird. Mm. Oh, yeah. look, they're playing Journey. All right, dude. It's like when you go to Chick Fil A and then you find out later on that they uh, supported this mega church or that mega church, and you're like, God damn it! I just wanted to eat that chicken. 
that chicken, chicken was so sandwich, good. Though. So do exactly. I care? Like, you know, mm, it's exactly. Like, oh. Oh, going back. Yeah, yeah. But this was a great show, and uh, I'm glad we could just you know cover it was fun. Great, great bands like Striper, who are extremely talented. Um, even uh, you know, just uh, you know, technically, and uh, man, man, a lot of fun. So. Christian Rock, uh, final question before we wrap this all up. Is this legit? Is this something, you know, is this a, a, a legit subgenre of metal that people should listen to and uh, take as a serious subgenre of metal? Um, I don't know. Mike, uh, Mike, is this, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think so, uh, especially yeah. if it, if it, if it, lends well to your lifestyle i think it would be amazing music for you not for me personally as a everyday listen but on occasion oh, i'll be happy to listen to vengeance there i mean you know they're fan- fantastic yeah. yeah so yeah Jesus i think died so for you yeah so uh nick is this something gonna, you're gonna be queuing up well i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna disagree a little i think that this this genre subgenre of christian metal it, it seems to be so vast because we're talking about think about the bands that we talked about here tonight. We talked about speed metal bands, thrash metal bands, uh, glam metal bands, uh, rap metal bands. And um, I'm listening to in the background, and I have been this whole time, one of the bands I discovered called Virgin Black. They're this gothic doom metal band that is a Christian that identified themselves as a Christian band, oh, wow. uh, and most of their songs are about the juxtaposition of their spirituality against the darkness inside of men's hearts. <laughs> Dude, they sound like they sound like uh, the fucking music that would be playing in a vampire movie when they go to the sad vampire club. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> wow. if Agaloc was oh, not as good, um, but I kind of like it a little. And I mean, I, I to put this up against Vengeance is ridiculous. I think that they're in different genres, and we should classify metal based on how it sounds, and therefore what type of metal it actually is. Um, I, if you want to call yourself Christian, on top of that, then you can be the Christian groove metal band, the Christian gothic doom metal band with symphonic elements or whatever. Uh, you know, I think um, it makes it a lot easier to find what you like based on hearing what you like rather than hearing about jesus i mean it's just as silly to think about if we have christian metal then why don't we have satan metal and it's because well (laughs) Well, that's pretty much all the rest of the metal (laughs) oh great thoughts great thoughts and i I agree man if you're you just hear a great band with some great riffs man you really enjoy what you're hearing i mean it shouldn't matter i mean it's don't discount a band just because they think or classify, box themselves in as a Christian metal band because, man, it might be some good, good stuff that you're going to rock to, and you might not even understand what they're saying. And that's all right. But, uh, man, this has been a really, really fun episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course, devilhorns.org is where we are located. And, of course, we all have our respective horror podcasts. So, uh, Nick, tell Mm -hmm. us about the Slasher cast. What are you guys doing? Well, you can find us on slashercast.net. Um, well, what have we done lately? Sharknado. Yes. Everybody likes Sharknado. Um, and uh, shit, man, we saw The Conjuring. We're going to be doing um, a Hammer Horror episode coming up, a family-friendly horror episode. We're five guys, and it's just fun shit, and we try to be funny. Slashercast.net. Look us up on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at New Jersey Nick. And um, I don't know. I've got so many other things going on. I forget about them. So, <laughs> yeah, I have the same problem. But uh, Mike Zombie, 
Man, uh, what are you doing? Uh, well, let's see. Not to be outdone, McPierce and I will be discussing Sharkalange, the new winter <laughs> shark attack movie. <laughs> Is that real? No, no, it's it's a oh. great it's a great poster somebody drew I, up. I was oh, hoping I, it would be. I hope it's not real. Oh my god, Sharkalange! Are you kidding? Could I'm hoping be. for Sharkano. And it, it, I like oh my the tagline. The tagline on that one was uh, the fake this fake Sharkalance thing. What was it? Um, the snow is made of water. The the science is sound. <laughs> the science. Is yeah, sound. dude, I laughed when I saw that shit. But if it's real and it does happen, you can hear McPierce and I discussing it at a littledead.com, a little dead podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Very good stuff. Um, myself, I do this show and evil episodes, which is awesome. And um, very soon I am releasing my uh, latest electric chair episode with talented author and beer aficionado Brian Kaufman. And uh, he writes a lot of zombie literature, drinks a lot of beer, and he's turned me on to a lot of great, great beers over the years. Um, nice. He's a man that has uh, contributed to all of my podcasts for a long time, and I'm very happy to be speaking with him. So that's where I am, but here's where we are right now, Devil Horns. And uh, again, a great show. Thank you. New Jersey Nick, Mike Zombie. It's been fantastic. So... Mm -hmm. uh, Let's uh, do this again. Uh, we have an album review coming up next. New Jersey Nick. Man. Yes. I picked one, and I picked uh, one that I have uh, I like way too much. It is Austrian Death Machine's Double Brutal. For those of you who don't know what Austrian Death Machine is, one of the bands we mentioned earlier tonight. This is the link between episodes. This is my segue here. Nice. Uh, As I Lay Dying's lead singer, Tim Lambesis, before he got arrested for... Um, possibly hiring a hitman to kill his wife. Uh, long story. I'll tell it next week. Um, he he has a side project where the band, what they do is they take an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote and make songs out of it. And it's loud and it's angry and it's brutal metal. And um, it's funny shit, dude. And wow. I enjoy it. Well, I can't wait to talk about it, man. So thank you. Everybody, go out and find that. And uh, I'm going to be listening to it continuously from now until we record the show. Mm -hmm. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight for another episode of Devil Horns. And uh, we will be coming at you again with more metal goodness. So, good night. You've been listening to Devil Horns. Join us at devilhorns.org.